magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Excuse me. Welcome to the podcast. Yes, welcome. Um, Do you remember what the cards were from last week? Yeah. I'm very curious. So so last week, uh, you drew message in a bottle from the... Uh, wisdom of the oracle and I drew resilience from and that was geranium from the magic of flowers oracle and if you are a new listener those were the cards we drew last week for the fall the for the previous week yeah um and this is where we talk about like how they may have played out in our lives so do, did those well do you remember I know it was reversed I think was it I don't think it was reversed at least I didn't make that note oh okay was it and just... it was about messages from the universe. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try not to talk too long, but it was the most trigger-filled week. I don't think I have to do any... I almost said spoiler alerts. Alerts? No. Alerts. <laughs> um, just triggering for me. I could say yeah. trigger warning seventh grade, maybe. Um, Also, yeah, so my beloved soulmate cat, Greg, um, died on Saturday, which is very sad. Um, And it was like kind of out of nowhere, kind of. He had a brain tumor and he had been acting different but I we didn't know why we just thought, oh, well, he's in the next phase of his life. Yeah. But the good part was I mean there's a good part but when I I um really was able to like double down on this practice of allowing all my feelings and like really got a very experiential sense of there's how we put morality into feelings and how there really isn't a good or a bad you know it right re- yeah it really reminded me of what I've said a million times on the show that shroom experience I had when I was in high school um now I, my gosh my oldest is going to be it actually turned 15 and I was 15 when this happened I'm like oh boy that's young for that yeah <laughs> but anyway um I do not want her having any kind of shroom experience but I had a different <laughs> child then <laughs> um but anyway I was crying and laughing and I didn't even know I was crying like people were like are you okay and I'm like yes <laughs> like I, I literally didn't even know I was crying because it was all the same mm-hmm. and so I was really trying to welcome all my feelings with that attitude of like okay I just need to allow it and it was so helpful is anytime I would resist it it felt terrible yeah and anytime I allowed it it was just like okay it's going through me it's going through me that and I asked for help from Archangel Michael and Gabriel Archangel Gabriel and Archangel Uriel I just was called on that and before I went to bed I asked for help from them on Saturday night after uh, no, this was Sunday night. So two days after I asked for help from them and from Greg. And when I woke up, I was at peace. Oh. It, it was like the grief left. Yeah. I mean, of course, I'm sad. I almost started to cry when I said that he died. But like, I feel him. I mean, I'm very 
grateful for the being able to talk to him. Yeah. Um, so I have that connection still. But just this idea of that when we cut off from our emotions, we separate from ourselves and that it's really the separation that's the pain which I talked about last week and so it was also like this illusion of separation from Greg okay like he's that's what the pain was like he's not here physically so it feels like he's separated but he actually is here like his spirit you know I can talk to him just as much as I could before so being really in touch with that feeling of there's no such thing as separation and he really is here all of that was very healing yeah. I'm actually very surprised how quick that was. And I do feel like they gave me a healing um, just like a long time ago when my cat Oakley died. He gave me healing right away. It's just like I felt the pain lift <clears throat> yeah. from my heart. So that happened and that was a useful tool. Like truly not just – I'm going to stop saying that. I was going to say not just saying this because to um, – help promote my class but um truly if I didn't have that rooted inner parent that that like sacred witness kind of thing to allow me to witness all these feelings that like I I mean I don't even know how I would have dealt it would have been very very awful I've been like dreading the like every (laughs) I've been thinking about his death like for 10 years because I love him so much so like literally yeah every time I pet him I was like thinking about how what when he died yeah so I really thought it would be a lot worse but it I'm very grateful that it wasn't that you know just allowing everything and then I really think that my guides I also call it my guides I feel like it all just helped yeah then the other thing then that was okay and then one of my kids started middle school which was the worst year of my certainly my childhood life um I actually started um therapy again um which was with a um a parts therapist which was oh cool yeah which is like internal family systems Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. awesome yeah it's like the like inner child healing therapist basically and um it was super helpful like one thing she said to me that was really helpful was she was this was actually before this whole thing happened with starting school with them starting school. But, um, uh, she was saying like, I moved, I'm not going to get too far into this. I promise. I hope it's interesting. I moved from New York city to Palo Alto. It was like terrible culture shock. I had no, like I was so desperately needy for friends. And what she pointed out to me was that I suddenly lost all my relationships. Yeah. Because my mom and I had been very enmeshed. She had used me as a therapist um, before because of this family issue going on. It was just me and her in the car every day. And just she would talk. It was just like that was our relationship. Then we moved to Palo Alto and she kind of ditched me. She like pieced out on our relationship. And there she was no help. And so seeing like one of my kids who's having this hard time at school and like how I show up for her and like how my how Brett shows up for her and like all this support she's getting is really emphasized to me in real time. Like, oh, my God, like I had nothing. Yeah. And it's real at 11. Like your brain is still developing, obviously, but also like it's very much downloading 
what you need to feel safe and like how you are perceiving yourself in relation to people. And I had no relationships like to support me. And so it developed this very overactive neediness, like, you know, desperately searching for relationships that were, of course, none of the like kids couldn't give me that. Right. You know, and um, so it's just really brought all of that, excuse me, all of that up. And I'm kind of in some ways, I was like way more triggered than my kid was, you know, what she's going through, which is a really just awful thing that's happening over there. But um, this is like, yeah, it's just another more opportunity for healing, which is really big because like healing this wound, which I... I have worked on before, but it's like the, I really feel it's like getting it by the roots now in a way. Mm -hmm. And that is really huge. Yeah. So it's really good, but it felt like, I'll just say, I felt like I was in fight or flight. Like it was just my nervous system was so activated throughout the day to just like double down on all my practices. That's so much all at once in one week. Yeah. It's a real lot. So, yeah, the cards were true. I needed resilience. Yep. And there's been a lot of messages and bottles from the universe. Oh, uh, really? Well, I mean, the universe, like, my guides, the angels, like, so I. it also made me realize, like, how much energy healing really does help. It does. Yeah, like, speed up. Not that we're trying to get somewhere, but it really does speed up healing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, my God. It's powerful. Very powerful. And, like, you can't see it. So it's, you know, of course, a lot of people don't believe in it or and especially like it can feel subtle. But like I went to bed and woke up like healed, really. Like Mm -hmm. I don't I hesitate to put it that way because it sounds like I'm like a bad like evangelical christian thing but <laughs> and i don't mean that i mean cheers if that's what your religious is but you're probably not listening to this if it is it's just like i mean like a fake one you know i'm sure some people can practice that in a way that's okay but anyway um <laughs> uh my point is that <laughs> it really is heal it really does work Right. And angel work, too. Man, they just know exactly yeah. what you need. It's, yeah. And it's so powerful and it's so reliable. Yeah. Especially when you allow it, which sleeping, yes. if, you, if you call in them right before sleep and then sleep, that you're in the most receptive state to receive that. So, yeah. You know, and also, powerful stuff. like when you have a connection to your guides, like because of all the Merkaba work I've been doing. So, I have these specific guides that help me with healing. And so, like when you have that relationship, it is also just as powerful. Yeah. So that's a meditation. If you're new to the podcast, a meditation that Natasha and I both love and have had great experiences with. It's called the Merkaba meditation. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. It's a little complicated, but it's great. But you can do it. Yeah. And Christopher Penzak, friend of the show, has a recorded one if you are, if you want to just go there. Yeah. That's the one I'll link to. Oh, okay. Because we learned from him in his book. I'll also yeah. link to his book. Uh, Ascension Magic. Ascension Magic. That's right. Yeah. And he has um, a class, Merkaba 1, 2, and 3. Oh, yeah. Did you ever take that? Yeah, I'm taking the – yeah, I took Merkaba 1, and then um, he just kind of goes more in depth into the meditation. 
I'm not sure when two happens. I think in a mm. few months. Cool. Yeah. So what about you? So, yeah, I actually, the way resilience showed up for me is something I'm going to talk about in Practical Magic. The Impractical Magic. Because, yeah, I, it's like, so I don't want to go into the actual details of this, but I yeah. will just say that, like, where I am going to live is not super clear. Like, is it, am I going to stay where, are we going to stay where we are? Are we going to move? Um, how is that all going to happen? There's a lot of details, a lot of questions, a lot of stuff up in the air. A lot of ins so, and outs and what have yous. <laughs> a lot of what have yous. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, that was starting to get to me kind of like mm-hmm. not knowing. Like yeah. I wanted to know. Yeah. And then I went into, I real I call them my ancestors for oh, support okay. with us. And I just spoke from my heart. I lit them some candles. I spoke from my heart. And it was really great. It was like I then I switched into this feeling of like, yeah, you don't know, but whatever it is, is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And right now it's fine. Like it was this beautiful kind of mm-hmm. way of being in the uncertainty with grace. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the resilience. And then also the calling on help. That seems like that was a theme. Yes. Which is always should be a theme. It's right? both like always remembering. Theme. Yeah, just yeah. also like just allowing what is to be and allowing whatever the situation yes. to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then that like that relaxation too kind of cre- helps you align with your your natural flow, like whatever's in your best interest. And you yep. never really know anyway, even if yeah, you think you know, you exactly. don't ever, You never so. know. You yeah. never know. You never know. And then also message in a bottle. I, did, I had some really clear tarot readings. and mm. um, You mean for yourself that you gave mm-hmm. to yourself? Yeah, for myself. And then actually just one. I think I did one after I talked to my ancestors and uh-huh. they gave me some guidance. And then um, and then I did a couple of I Ching readings that also really kind of helped me get to that point where I could kind of be like oh okay let me relax into the divine flow and then felt more resilience yeah that's great yeah so I didn't know you did I Ching reading oh yeah I haven't mentioned that before yeah Um, I like I Ching no I don't always but every now and then yeah I like to tune in like what's happening energetically and use the I Ching to find out I used to use it as a teenager a lot and I haven't used it. Like I, my, I can see it right here, and it's like this very worn book. Like mm-hmm. I know sometimes people get into tarot as teenagers. It, for me, it was the I Ching. That was first for me. It was. Yeah. I think that was my first uh, divination tool. Also. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like it. Me too. Today, excuse me, today on the show, we're going to have um, Nicole PR. But yeah. so I just wanted Ghost to mention that. art. That's right. Um, so just a heads up about that. But now I just would <laughs> like to say that my inner child healing class, if you're listening to this Monday, it, um, it, you, I open up registration on Wednesday. So if you want to do it, I'd love to have you there um, to give you tools for doing just a lot of what we just talked about, being able to feel centered in in that ability to give yourself compassion and love and go through 
hard times with that real inner support and also then to feel joy. Oh my gosh, I do have to, I want to mention something uh, mixing in here. The parts work therapist lady. Um, there's this one part of my inner child that I've been aware of for a while that kind of pops up like in a silly way when I'm feeling hurt. Like I'll be talking to one part of my inner child and then it's like she'll pop up like, hey, like that. Mm. And so it was kind of weird. And I started talking to her and essentially, long story short, I realized like I have ignored that part for so long because I, it wasn't safe to be joyous in my house. Oh, a joyful part of your inner child. Yes, yeah. She's uh. like, what's up? I'm here. Look over here. <laughs> like, if I'm feeling sad, then she like popped Cute. up behind a tree, like with her like jazz hands almost. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you? Okay, okay, what are you doing? And then I didn't really pay attention to her, but this therapist was like, well, what happens when you talk to her? And so like, I just hadn't even really explored her. And the long story short is that I really will benefit from listening to what she wants to do. Like I asked her what she wanted to do and she was like digging in the dirt. She didn't really talk a lot, but it was like a lot of digging in the dirt and like messy finger paints and just like having fun in this really Uh, light way, which I, it got, you know, so heavy in my house. And when I got triggered this week, it felt really heavy, you know? And so it was like a really nice medicine for that. So anyway, that's Um. part of the inner child work is also accessing the joy. So I'd love to have you there and you can go to highestlighthealing.com to sign up. And what about you? Well, I would like to mention that I have a new book coming out next month and it's called. (laughs) Do you know the exact date? Uh, well, no, September 1st or September 7th or September oh, okay. 15th. I don't That's know. I feel like up. usually when it says on Amazon September 15th, then it still might be like September 1st, actually. Okay. So I assume I'll have some copies by September 1st. That's my guess. And let me tell um, you, if you order, pre-order this book, you'll just get it in the mail whenever it happens. It'll be like, yes. oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and I <just> say, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So um, also, same with the Kindle. So it'll just show up on your oh, Kindle yeah. if you pre-order it. What a fun surprise. Um, and it's called The Self-Love Superpower, The Magical Art of Approving of Yourself No Matter What. And I really love it so much. I actually looked over it. Why was I reading through it? I don't remember why I read through it again. Yeah. I often like... I mean, I think every time I start to convince myself that my book was not as good as I thought it was. And then I look over it again and I'm like, oh, it is good. It's still good. Yeah. Oh, I like (laughs) this. But this particular one, when I did that, when I like brought myself to look over it again, I was like, oh, I got teary because I was so proud because I just, I really, it's so personal and it's what I I want. I just feel like so proud that I'm at the point where now I can write this, that I have the ability, like the writing just confidence to be able to communicate the subtleties of the beauty of self-love and self-compassion. And I tell a lot of stories from my own life and- I can't I just, wait. I really think you're going to like it. So you can pre-order it now. And also I have a free book launch event where I'm talking about it. It's in uh, association with the East West Books of Seattle. But anywhere you are, you can join for free. All you have to do is sign up. It's on August 26th in the evening. And you can uh, sign up by going to TessWhitehurst.com and then go to About and Appearances. Yeah, well, that'll be great. I'm so excited to get it in the mail. Can't Thank wait. Thank you. Um, 
So also, we really would love it if you would review us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you're listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. I mean, I don't think you can review it everywhere, but um, it really helps people find the podcast and we appreciate it. And you know what? I'm going to read a review. Is it the Mr. Rogers one? Oh, no. Would you like me to read that one? Well, no, you don't have to, but I will just mention in case you guys didn't know, somebody <laughs> somebody called us the Mr. Rogers of the magical metal physical world. Basically, I, I mean, think they said God, they're basically nice... the Mr. Rogers of the magical metal physical world. And yeah. then Natasha and I were like, where yeah. do we go from here? This yeah. is the pinnacle. That's right. This That's is the all best we ever wanted. compliment we ever could have gotten. <laughs> I like how you said, in case you didn't know, like... <laughs> I have a feeling, yeah, nobody Most else, people probably did most not Most people know. did not read through our reviews. <laughs> anyway, this is from somebody, M. Beiser, who said, cuts through the stagnant fog that is a Monday. I'm so happy that I found this podcast. It's usually about an hour into work that I remember it's out. And as soon as I put it on, it's an instant energy shift. Natasha and Tess are amazing hostesses and bring insight into in such a personable way. I have found a lot of talented people to learn from via the awesome selection of guests they have featured. Can't get enough. So we Aww. love that. I mean, it's so nice. We're very yeah. grateful, very appreciative, and it helps the show. So thank you. Thank you. Um, should I? Oh, we okay. So we're gonna answer one question right now, right? Well. Maybe it's kind of like a combo. We're going to kind of answer two. So one I'm just going to summarize, which is um, someone wrote in to say that they had done a spell for their child that worked. Their child was feeling anxious and the spell worked out well. And um, but then glass started breaking, broke around the child twice afterwards. And so they were concerned that they had done it wrong or, you know, put some anxiety into the spell or something like that that messed it up. Um, so we want to answer that, but it's also kind of related to this other question, which is um, from someone named Sarah, who said, I'm wondering if you see allergies in the natural world. Oh, sorry. I guess I can't skip this. I'll say hi both. I've heard that in color magic. Your least favorite color tells you what you need to embrace in your life slash what you are missing. I'm wondering if you see allergies to the natural world in the same way. I'm incredibly allergic to most trees, especially olive trees and grasses, so it can be difficult to connect with the outside world comfortably. I prefer to connect to crystals, food, etc., so I'm not distracted by itchiness. So do you think my allergies have a metaphysical meaning and what might they signify or symbolize? So they'll seem like different questions, but we'll tell you why we think it's similar. Do you want to start? Sure. Yeah. So since I have been practicing magic, I have learned that for me, there's a point at which it uh, it is less beneficial to continue to analyze stuff like this. So like, for example, with the broken glass, Everybody was fine. Nobody got hurt. Mm -hmm. um, like with the allergies, uh, sometimes people have allergies to things. Like to, mm -hmm. I feel like those are the places where I will stop. Like everything's fine. The spell worked. It's great. Mm. Uh, you mean you'll the, stop like making meaning 
I yeah, love that. like looking for meaning in there. Yeah, I mean, I may like I it, this is it's kind of subtle because I feel like there's um, you've got to find the line that feels like it works for you. But like curiosity is great. But then when there's like fear or judgment that is connected to it, then that's different. Like for example, I have a I had an allergic reaction this last week mm-hmm. on my ankle. I th- I'm not sure what it was. I think it might have been daisies mm-hmm. that I walked through because mm-hmm. I, I have had a daisy sensitivity in the past. And so, so I might be like, oh, I wonder why that showed up right now. I wonder if it's like maybe related to feeling a little bit more stressed and mm-hmm. like let me send myself compassion and let me call on some healing. But I wouldn't want to be like, oh, what's fundamentally wrong with me or like what is. What's fear? How- what terrible thing did I do to create right. this? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, like, if the glass breaking started to get to a point where people were in danger, or it just kept continuing, and it was like, really, this is there, obviously, there's something going on here, then yeah, you could look at it. But if it's like happens a couple times, and everybody's fine. I feel like then you might want to just feel like it probably doesn't have anything to do with the spell. <laughs> you yeah. Know, so. so what I want to say too. oh, sorry, did I interrupt? Oh, no, no. Okay. That's, what yeah. I want to say too is like, two things one I'm going to do the spell thing first which is like you are always more powerful because you are conscious in the present moment than anything else like even angels for instance I'm not saying you're more powerful than an angel but like angels will not mess with you like they it's free will so you have to say I'm calling this into my energy field Mm -hmm. on some level you know so if for some reason let's say and this didn't happen but like oh you know you let something in your you can space you can just say oh I have no permission for this Mm -hmm. Archangel Michael will you protect my field boom it's done like it's not Mm -hmm. yeah you always have more power so you can just even say like I claim my seniority I have seniority over my field I release anything else nothing as permission and it can yeah just from this place of peace and even if you're you're allowed to be fearful like these kind of it's your fear is not so powerful as to create terrible things happening I mean if anything I would say I mean (laughs) just maybe this isn't it but I would just say like if it really was like a big breakthrough for your child maybe like the energy field is like clearing stuff out a lot oh yeah big it's like breakthrough energy yeah totally or or even like I might even think of it like um like breaking the glass isn't that like a to in Jewish uh tradition Mm -hmm. like it's you do it we see mazel tov it symbolizes a transition positive transition yeah like at a wedding you you stomp on the glass at the end yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so I understand why that felt scary and I totally understand like you know it is partly why I don't like to do too many spells in terms of calling in all these kinds of things it's just my personal opinion my personal like comfort like I like to work with my particular guides and angels and like just because I don't like to have so many factors involved for me personally but at the same time it's like you don't have to worry about like oh god I'm controlling all of these things Um, and I didn't mean to sound condescending I just mean like I was just like that's what fear sounds like you know like Mm -hmm. oh god I'm not you know Um, so yeah that's what I think I don't you can't really 
you can't really do it wrong. Like even people that intentionally are creating like nefarious spells, like it's not like it works every time. <laughs> you know, like it's just like, yeah. So just call your energy back if you're worried. Just affirm. You can even look at like a light switch, turn off permissions for anything you don't want. But I, I don't think that's what happened. But that's, yeah, hopefully that'll help. Go ahead. Yeah, and I also feel like this is part of the of mastering the magical spiritual path, which yeah. never actually happens. But right. as you you know move through and learn and evolve, then part of the part of your practice is like, yeah, I'm doing a spell because I am calling in this energy, and I trust that I'm aligning. You you call on the divine to align with the divine, and you trust that because that's what you intended then that's what's going to happen and then you learn to be like comfortable with that comfortable with asserting your spiritual authority and i i understand there could be a shift because for a lot of us that were raised in um traditional western yeah spirituality that it that that's not the message like you don't have that authority and you should be worried about setting negative things in motion if you hold that authority yeah but once you become more comfortable with it like yeah it's and and even if like maybe like Natasha said if you did accidentally call something in then you're also fine like holding that intention of like yeah then I'll call on Archangel Michael and I'll clear it out and I'll do a space clearing and I'll be fine I'll connect with my my uh root chakra i'll connect it to the center of the earth i'll connect with the cosmos i'll set the intention of getting in alignment with divine flow and then you so this is all part of that mastery of learning oh i'm i'm okay i'm fine i'm evolving and i've made mistakes i've like set negative things in motion Mm -hmm. when i did spells and then it sucked and i learned from it and i'm okay you know yeah yeah, but I don't think that's what's happening. And it I, it also can just be simply as easy as I turn off permissions. Like, for yeah. instance, it's funny because I was talking about my child in school and it's like, what I just do is like give it up to the light and say like, I know that she's protected by light. So whatever's happening is in the highest good. That's all I can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do love that you did the spell and that you felt that it worked and like, you know, that's great. That feels really good. These things should only be done if they feel good and empowering. And then mm-hmm. like F, yeah, I mean, that should always be just, but I understand like it can be like, oh no, but what happened? But yeah, so just turn off permissions. And, and then I feel like it is also something that I learned more on the new age side of things uh-huh. is that there can sometimes be that some healers or some books will have a uh kind of put in a little bit of judginess sometimes mm. like like I remember when I took Reiki one and the teacher uh checked our chakras to see if they were open mm-hmm. and when mine weren't open I felt shame yeah. like that kind no. of thing like oh what's wrong why are my chakras not all open mm, right. so if you're having that like what's wrong with me I have allergies or what's wrong with me I don't like there could be all number of ways that new agey people will judge like oh the tone of your skin is showing that you're not eating enough vegetables or something like like just we have to just let that go oh yeah and then as far as the allergies go I mean I think I feel the same way as you just like oh cool like maybe there is some information there um maybe there maybe it's just yeah not 
for you right now to be hugging trees and, uh-huh. and like because you are supposed to put your energy towards the other things like maybe that is what it is and it doesn't have to be like because you're missing something from there um so yeah I guess that's you know the true answer is we don't know mm-hmm. why people have allergies or you know why that might be like if there is a metaphysical reason or not but i do think the most empowering way to look at it is like oh yeah so direct your energy towards what is powerful which you're already doing yeah and i think i mean i also with allergies i think you could also be open to like oh that might heal it might go away oh yeah um it might be something that can like shift in my body but not in a way that's like and that means right now there's something wrong with me. Or, yeah. You know, it could just be yeah. like, oh, and you could call on angels. You could call on the divine. You could even light a candle and ask for guidance if yeah. you wanted to be proactive about checking it out. Yeah. Um, but as long as it's with love and approval for yourself. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, too. Like, if you're curious. And I don't think she was judging herself. But maybe. But um, she was. I would just say, like, oh, give it up to the light. Like, oh, I am curious if there's a reason behind this allergy you know yeah. I, you go ahead oh go ahead no no, no. Oh, oh I was just gonna say it reminds me of I had a friend one time whose dog um had a bladder infection mm-hmm. and then she looked it up in Louise hey you can heal your life and it said like mm-hmm. that means that she her dog was angry like if you have a bladder infection it means you're angry mm. and I and she was like oh why is she why is my dog angry what did I do to my dog and mm-hmm. I was like you know what I think like even then back then before I even had my realization about the problems with Louise hey even then I was like yeah there's a point where you have to kind of not listen to Louise hey you know yeah. like, if it's your gonna, dog just has it's not yeah. your fault your dog has a bladder infection yeah I mean I again I feel like if it's disempowering this is true with anything like even let's just say boy this analogy may go nowhere but we'll try it out like let's just <laughs> say you feel like really disempowered doing math in school like it's just like oh when you do math you feel uh that probably would i'm not saying like you love it and you feel just dis- i'm saying like you don't really have a love for it and it just makes you feel bad then i would say math is probably not the thing you should pursue in life like get through it to finish the class and then you know so it's the same thing like if you're feeling disempowered by a practice like oh there's something what did i do then it's not good if you can again the loving inner parent shows up as a as curious as compassionate so to show up like oh well that's interesting why is Mm -hmm. this happening then okay that feel you can feel empowered Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then like I have also had good luck with Louise Hay. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes yeah. I'll be like, "Oh, I have this thing. What could that be related to?" And then I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that does resonate." And like, let me look deeper at that. Maybe there was some stuff there. So it's not like I'm not saying never look yeah. at, the, at the meaning of things. Just do it with love and approval for yourself, yeah. with curiosity, with yeah. like not feeling like there's something wrong with you or you did something wrong. Yeah, you know? from the curious inner parent. Um, I was just going to say, I out of nowhere developed grass allergies one spring. It was so weird. It showed up and then it went away and I never had it again. Yeah, that's a weird thing about allergies. They can show up and then they can also go away. Yeah, it's really. And I, I just am realizing now I did not investigate it at all. I was just like, what medicine will take this away? <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. So... Thank you for your questions, and we hope that was helpful. Yeah. 
Oh, and if you would like to send us a voicemail, we didn't have time for our voicemails this week, but if you want to send us one, we would love to receive it. And you can call us at 828-333-7181. Also, we would love for you. Oh, what's that? No, I just said we love voicemails. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say you can sign up for our newsletter at um, magicmondaypodcast.com. There's also a link in our Instagram bio. And I send out a uh, newsletter whenever a new episode drops. And I put images of the cards that we draw and links to our guest. So um, and then Natasha sends out a wrap up once a month. So if you want to sign up for that, uh, we recommend it. We'd love to have you on our mailing list. We would. Um, okie dokie. So now we are going to have our interview with Nicole PR and Nicole blends her art writing and channeling into magical intuitive tools that help you enchant your everyday, open up your line of communication with spirit, feel more free and fill your heart with love and compassion. She is the creator of the Spirit Cats Oracle Deck and the Cosmic Allies Altar Art Deck and Book. She also makes soul prints, which are intuitive paintings of the inner you, and paints kitty commissions. She teaches Vision Seeker a free 13-day guided quest using tarot, oracle cards, journaling, creative exercises, and guided meditations. Nicole, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Yay, I'm so excited to be here again. Thank you. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. We read your bio right a moment ago, if that sounded like an abrupt hello to you. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, so you and I were talking and um, we were talking about creativity and your process and it just, I thought it would be really great. We thought it would be really great to talk about it on the podcast, how your process has changed, right? Is that accurate for yeah I I I definitely think it's evolved over time and in a way that was really led by um, my intuition and my guides kind of nudging me in a new direction Mm -hmm. um so so yeah it's it's shifted but it was a gradual shift and then it really kind of came into uh, you know, when it really just comes down into your body, <laughs> you really feel it on a deep level. I think that that's what happened this, you know, uh, this past eclipse season for me. And so for those us- of you who didn't oh, hear ahead. Nicole on the show before, she is, um, I mean, we, we know you heard her bio, but her creativity is really tied into her psychic and intuitive experience. So her, like, I think, I believe creativity is always spiritual and spirituality is always creative, but, um, Nicole just really embodies that. Like they're really her spiritual path, her creative path are really merged. So right now you're working on an Oracle deck or do you not want to talk about? No, I can tell. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm working on my witch cats deck, uh, Oracle deck right now. And, um, it's, it's, it, I do feel like, you know, the thing that hasn't changed is I have been led by intuition for a long time and really tuning into my guides and receiving guidance and messages um, all the way from my spirit cats oracle deck and even before that through um, my cosmic ally decks and now this one Um, uh, but the thing that sort of changed and it really happened um, it started with cosmic allies and it did it was initiated 
from my guides. I think maybe my like human self wasn't, didn't know how to initiate it because I had my like way of doing things before. Um, oh, before you say that, can you yeah. actually tell us what was the way before? Like, yeah, how- sure. Yeah. So I think that the way before it was definitely still connected to intuition. Um, but you know, I had had a desire. I remember I had a mandala that I drew on my wall and there was like an in- intention at the center of the mandala and it said, relax while working. And mm. I specifically had that there because a lot of times I wouldn't feel relaxed when I was working. Um, you know, when I'm in the, the midst of the deep creative flow, I would, but then maybe the entire project or some of the uh, things around it, like thinking about marketing or how yeah. am I going to sell this? And, yeah. you know, is it going to be successful? Like there's fears around money. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that that created a level of anxiety and there was, a, it, it, you know, so sometimes it would really come through where I felt um, a sense of urgency to finish projects mm. um, that I don't think allowed for the full opening. And so it really came through with mm. Cosmic Allies because I had been pretty deep into working on it. I'd written most of the book that goes with it. I'd done all of the paintings um, and I received a message from my guides to not release it and to actually pause oh, and wow. just be with it. Wow. And that was super content, like counter uh, to my way of like wanting to be like, no, look, pr- I want to prove that I was productive. I've been yeah. doing stuff that, you know, yeah. I, look, I made something, I did something. I'm not just like, you know, whatever, who knows what in the background. And I think some of it was, um, you know, needing to, wanting to prove that to myself, you know, feeling like this, uh, you know, getting a little bit intense around productivity. And then others was like a comparative energy, like, oh my gosh, look at this person made this class. They put out this book, they did this, like seeing it and feeling like, oh, there's so there, everyone's just like making stuff so fast. And like, and now here I am, I made something, but they're like, actually, no, like, wait, (laughs) Yeah. That was like extreme. That was sort of my initiation. Wow. Um, and because I was used to following that intuitive guidance, I listened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was hard. It was really hard for me. It was almost like uh, like a, going against like a reflex, like something that I was just so habitually used to doing that it felt really strange. Yeah. Um, but the pause was helped to open me up more and it allowed me to really receive all of the healing that was in my cosmic ally deck Mm. but receive it for myself to fully they wanted me to work with what I created um as if I was you know just receive all of the healing of it work with it for months and really understand it not as the person who created it but as someone who's just working with it and you know that it, it was like, it felt like I was like putting the brakes on like a pattern that was just so normal to me that I didn't even like realize it was there. But that space opened up something to allow more, um, like more divine help to come in, more divine time, like get more in sync with divine timing, um, feel more relaxed, more in tune with what I created to really get to receive the healing of what I made that, oh, like these creations can heal me before they even bring healing to anyone else. And that's 
that's just as much a part of it. It's not only yeah. being of service, but it's also like really, really receiving what is coming through too. I, I think that. it's like such a huge thing because it's really having faith is stopping that kind of process. There's just so much faith and bravery involved in that. Like even it's so interesting that today is when we're having this conversation. Cause I feel like this is coming, been coming up a lot for me this week. Actually, we recorded the energy report before this, but I was talking about getting in touch with this joyful part of me that hasn't been coming that I've kind of put a lid on like, oh, there's not really time for that so much. And I really got that message. And like right now I'm getting ready to release my inner child healing class again and to open registration. And I, I got the message from my guides, like this can, this part can be fun too. Like there's so much focus for me, like, oh, on the class, when the class happens, then I'll have fun and like give my gifts and I'll, you know, share it. But it's also can be in this part too, like the, the businessy part of it. Yeah. And that feels like really, it, it sounds maybe, maybe boring or simple or something, but it feels huge to yeah. me, like to incorporate all of that like your whole life into it, not just, you don't have to like cut off part of you to, to sell your stuff or like, you know, well, yeah. and I can sense it as coming into alignment with divine timing, which just to foreshadow also my practical magic, I did mention dancing, but it reminds me of dancing. Like when I, when I dance in a way that is a moving meditation, which that for me is when I, listen to music. And then I don't right away think, okay, now I got to move my body. It's more like, mm. let me let it in. Let me feel it. Let me see. Does my body want to move? Does it want to stay put? Where does it want to go? Does it want to roll around on the floor? Does it, you know, like then when it's just like, I start to move to the music without feeling like I have to. And mm. then, and then it's like this deep alignment and I can feel my mind, body and spirit aligning. And it's like a coming into the present moment also. So it feels like to me, like, like before, maybe you were kind of getting ahead of yourself energetically. And the, then your guides were like, okay, listen to the music of the cosmos. <laughs> well, also, because when you combine that, like with adding in, like, you know, your, your money-making ability, you know, mm -hmm. like your business. And so it's like, adds another level of kind of fear to it. Like or getting okay, ahead I'm, of it too. Like the, pro yeah, the process. Yeah. 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 I think uh, definitely both of those things. I mean, the divine timing became really clear to me because there was a lot of things where, um, you know, I would have like some anxiety about not doing something quick enough. Right. And, um, and then when I was slowing down, pausing, really allowing for more of that magic to come in, there was some like just amazing synchronicities that happened mm. um, that really helped me to realize like, no, this, this is like extra magical when you do it this mm -hmm. way. Mm. I mean, I had a, um, I do soul prints, which are commissions of their intuitive portraits, paintings of the inner self. And I was um, had it was towards the beginning of the pandemic the beginning of lockdown so it was a very kind of intense time and mm -hmm. someone purchased one for me and I was much slower in creating that one than normal mm -hmm. and I kept checking in and they were like no my guides were like wait just pause just wait and I don't think my energy was really in the right place to be able to channel that and really create 
you know, what it really wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And the interesting that happened thing that happened, and I, it, my, you know, my more ego side kind of felt a little bit bad, like, well, this is taking way longer than I told her it would take. I don't yeah. like, no, but they were like, just wait. And, and she seemed actually the person who purchased it was actually seemed really relaxed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but inside I was kind of projecting that of like, ah, oh, it's not like fitting into that box of the three months I thought it would be um, and said it would be. And then finally they were like, okay, now is the time to paint it. And I was in the right place and I just started sketching it and something really significant happened in um, this person's life. And they wrote to me and were like, I need, you know, this is a really big event and I need this symbol in it. And it was actually before Um, I had painted it and um, I could just work it in effortlessly. And this was like a really major thing that happened for her. And I was like, okay, there's but like, it was, it almost gives me shivers. Cause it was like, yeah. I wasn't supposed to paint that for her until she went through that. Yeah. And it goes beyond the like three months that I wrote on my website or like, you know, right. my feeling like it needs to get done, you know, <laughs> yeah. like something else is at work. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I thought about Natasha, when you were talking about um, like waiting to kind of feel good, that was actually part of my big paradigm shift too, where I realized I would do this thing where I would feel like, well, I'll feel like I can relax after Mm -hmm. I finish these commissions or these intuitive readings or these things that are, when I finish my witch cat stack, then I'll feel like, ah, okay, now I can relax. And the paradigm shift was like, no, I, I relax first now mm-hmm. and then that allows it to flow through I though there'll be an abundance of things and as I'm growing it becomes more and more you know necessary because it doesn't really like the stream of things coming in doesn't really end so I'm never really like right. done right <laughs> and so like, it's like <laughs> so if I was always waiting until I was done all my commissions and more just keep right. like flowing it would just you know I, I would lose out on so much pleasure like I was like oh there's so much pleasure available for me in these things that I love to create why hold off on that pleasure (laughs) some other you know (laughs) yeah you know like if we weren't living in this kind of productivity is everything society like maybe this wouldn't be so um I don't know I don't have words this week but maybe it wouldn't have been such a huge thing like it wouldn't sound so transformational but the thing is it does sound it's like yes this is it is transformational to really to be following the flows like that and not be such a slave to a deadline or I mean I know sometimes we have to have that obviously Mm -hmm. but like to incorporate even when you do have that to incorporate the joy within it yeah this reminds me of my shift I had with meditation remember how Mm -hmm. I was like time to meditate because that's what you do. And I, like, I realized <laughs> I, like, I was like, Oh, this kid, actually, I like meditating. I like spirituality. I don't know why I'm making this into like a boring thing on my to-do yeah. list that, that I would yeah. just think of in that way instead of like, Oh, now it's time to tune in, which is funny. Cause like, I'm realizing writing, I don't have a problem with that. Like writing to me, I just, I yeah, just, me too, I'm actually totally in flow. I feel like I feel more relaxed after it reliably, but yes. with meditation, I was more like you were with art, Nicole, where it was like, 
okay, once I get this done, then I can yeah. have the rest of my day. It's like, what well, right. this is meditation. <laughs> like it's this. so crazy. I'm telling you, this conversation is meant to happen now because our friend Melissa actually she posted this on Instagram today because she had did this meditation where she got the information that life wants to give you pleasure. It yeah. wants to yeah. be there for you. It wants to experience the joy. Yeah, I don't do that with writing or meditation. For me, it's with like just silly thing, like being a silly person, which I feel like I am. <laughs> but like it's like <laughs> I like, think I'm, I agree, like in a good way. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know I'm so like on the podcast. I feel yeah, it's more like I like I really love to be in the water and I love to jump on the trampoline for instance and I never do it like I'm oh, like oh that's for the kids like oh. as soon as we get kids I'm like they get to do all that stuff none of this is for me like uh, stuff like that because I mean you yeah. did throw a sweet 16 party for your cat for example okay, that's true but I <laughs> <laughs> that's true I do <laughs> And corporate, but it's more like, yeah, me being, yeah, yeah, I guess it is just part of my life. It's just something that is joyful. It's the silly things. Like I'm yeah. telling you, it's like jumping. Like when well, I those jump, are like physical jump. things too, like oh, being in true. your body, you know? Yeah. yeah maybe it yeah. is like a more body centered situation. Cause, and me. that's what your inner child did. Did we talk about that yet? Yes. Right. I think <laughs> playing in the dirt, play, playing in the recorded. dirt, which is like a real. Yeah, physical. I think that was after this. Oh, time. getting ahead of ourselves. Well, you'll hear about yeah. it later. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, one of the actually from bouncing off what you were saying, Natasha, about you know that like playful, fun, like jumping on the trampoline. By the way, I love jump, jumping on trampolines. <laughs> I like had a trampoline growing up, and I loved it so much. It's so fun. <laughs> if I had room for one, there would be a trampoline. But. <laughs> But one of the other aspects of the paradigm shift that I noticed was like a less like clear delineation between, okay, this is like my work yeah. where I'm like sitting at my desk, I'm painting or I'm writing. And then this is like my play where, you know, maybe I'm, or, or even like my spiritual practice or something like that. It's like, I realized that they're all part of it. Sometimes the next step in my project, say witch cat's deck, like, so maybe the next step actually isn't writing the next card or painting the next painting. Maybe the next step is like going in my backyard and like sitting in the sun and just being like, ah, uh, like looking at the leaves and the trees. And, you know, sometimes the next step is not what we think we would, what you would put on a to-do list. Like it yeah. might be jumping on the trampoline yeah. is actually the real yeah. next step of that project. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Like it's all part of the process, but I would like you test to talk about the goal oriented part. Cause I also think you get joy from goals mm -hmm. and I really feel, you know, I struggle with my more like Pisces side, which Nicole, you're a Pisces. I right? am. And yeah, Pisces. I have my Pisces and my Virgo. So I'm like mm -hmm. Pisces, Sun, Virgo, Moon. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have any of that. I mean, I do, but like my main things are air or water. So it's just, I want to hear more about you, how you feel about this. 
Aunt Tess, you. So, um, (laughs) so I, so this is one of those things I feel like that really does require subtlety and constant sort of calibration because it like, I, I started out always wanting like, this is it. This is what you do. Like that, I, that feels very comfortable to me. Like that idea of this is how you do it with my Virgo sun and Capricorn rising. But I've learned that it's more like, like to be aware, oh, you know what? I could use a little more structure here. I could use some rules. And that those for me, like having rules, I mean, I still do value the rule of like you meditate every day. It's just that I was approaching it in a way where I was forgetting, (laughs) oh yeah. And that could be like a really beautiful healing, relaxing thing. I just kind of like lost sight of that. But I do really like the, cause it, it, to me, it's like a container for all of the creativity, for all of that, like connecting with spirit when it's like, yeah, you write five times a week, you meditate every day, you exercise five times a week. And on the weekends you stretch. Like I just, I like. (laughs) (laughs) That has got to be the quote at the end of the show. (laughs) And on the weekends you stretch. Because it's it, like there, there's there's a comfort to me in the routine, but then yeah. there's also like, okay, now I feel comfortable because I know like just by showing up and doing this stuff, I'm moving toward my goals. So I there's like a real, a lot of self-care in that. And then at the same time, like the, the whole balancing of sometimes I need to notice, oh, you know what, today you need to take a bath instead of yeah. <laughs> whatever else you thought you needed to do because, or like go out for a walk in nature. That's a real big thing too. Like, oh, I have all these things on my to-do list, but really I can feel that I everything's going to shift if I just take like a 20 minute walk outside. So it's not like a either, or I feel like it's a working mm. with the, with yeah. the spectrum. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I could use more structure, I think. But I also think when I, I'm just, I am kind of a slave to my intuition in the sense that like, I, it's good for me to know what, that there's things to do. But if I put any kind of timeline around it, I feel, I don't know, I feel boxed in maybe, but I feel like I need to meditate about this because I do think I could get more done. Like even for instance, with books, like I have 1 billion books that I do not get to that I really want to read. And I feel like if I had more structure, even if it made me, sorry, I'm just thinking out loud, but maybe (laughs) if it was just like, okay, here's a boundary about what I like limits about the things that I need to limit might open up more space that could be a container for me does that make mm-hmm. sense yeah I instead def- of like a hard container I definitely resonate with this like balancing between creating containers and then the more like flexible intuitive but I feel like they actually go really well together I mean one of the ways that I've seen this happen is um I always do check in with my intuition check in with my guides and sometimes they'll actually like give me um like a period of time where they'll give me a pretty strong container like Mm. I just was talking to you guys before we started about how I stayed in New Hampshire for an extra week and it was really part of it was that I was guided to have this as a part writing retreat Mm -hmm. and they uh my guides were really strong about protecting 
um, this time from, you know, when I wake up after I do my morning ritual, my meditation to about one or two in the afternoon to really protect that as our writing space and not to allow like other things to come in or, you know, mm-hmm. if someone wants to do something during that time, like just like really holding that sacred. And I think for mm-hmm. me, um, there's, I also have like, like I'm somewhere in between like both of you. <laughs> so yeah. it's, like, I have the inner rebel too. So if I knew that, like, if, if, if I was like, you have to do this now for the whole year, I think yeah. I would just be like, ah, like that no. box in, like, I'm like, no, like, I just want to rebel yeah. against it. Yeah. But if I know it's, you know, if I, I, and I think that my guides kind of work with my nature too. So like there, there's like, okay, well, actually this amount of container is helpful. Um, and then I can check in again, maybe the container is different, you know, and I, I've, you know, I, I, I feel like this is like almost more moving from like a more linear to like a more like rhythms or like moon cycle way of looking at it where uh, there's times where it might appear because it is coming from a guided by intuition place, but it might appear that I'm like doing a lot more work, creating a lot more, but it's coming from a place where it's really flowing through and that's the time to really hold that container for it. And then there's other times where I need more you know, rest, more relaxation, more just time in nature, like more uh, time, like for like diffuse thinking and time in the shower where I'm like letting things swirl around. And so, you know, I think like guided by intuition helps me to decide which way do I like, which rhythm am I in right now? Is this like a like super focused kind of more intense, like strongly held container or is it more amorphous and like yeah like chill (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, I do yeah go ahead oh no you go no no I want you to go Uh, I was just gonna say that like I have noticed that different projects that I'm working on have different things that they need or like like when I wrote self-love superpower it was first thing in the morning but first I would read uh (laughs) a course in miracles I would mm-hmm. read A Course in Miracles, like one chapter of it. And then I would write first thing in the morning with self-love superpower. And then other books, it's in the afternoon, like to all different ways of it coming through different like amounts of time. I need to go out in nature or spend time with flowers. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's one of the intuitive ways that I have a relationship is like the spirit of whatever's coming through right now. Yeah, that really makes sense. Because um, in Elizabeth Gilbert talks about that in Big Magic about how like, each project has its own mm-hmm. energy. Yes. And like, so that makes a lot of sense that it would have specific times. When- yeah. I know she, yeah. that book is so good. And she talks yeah. about that. They're, so she good. believes they're just like, they're, they're like their own thing. And then they find a channel to come through. Yes. Yeah. And the pot, her podcast, it's not on any, I mean, you can listen to past episodes, but it's so good too. Oh, I bet. Have you read that book, Nicole? Yeah. Yeah. I've read it. And actually I've, I, I so resonate with that idea of like the project having a spirit, like, and I felt that with cosmic allies, like one of the things that when I was told to pause, you know, when I was guided to pause yeah. on that project, one of the things that was really happening was like, cosmic like the metaphor that came through is that cosmic allies was like a plant and I was a gardener so I was Mm. like nurturing the plant you know giving it sun but I'm not like like it it has its own life its own Mm. timing it will come to fruition when it's ready you know I can you know help it at points where it seems like it might be struggling but I it's not like I can't just be like 
okay, now bloom, you know, like right, make right. the fruit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is where it gets like, it really is a dance because like, for instance, my inner child healing book, which I had to just like rest for a little while and then coming back to it, I had, there was just, it felt like it needed a little push. Like it wasn't just like this intuitive flowy situation. Like I had to feed it. I had to feed it. I had to feed it. it. And then it was like, okay, here you go. And there was more energy behind it, but it needed that. I have noticed this with books, like that there's a um, arc that it'll be like, for the first half of the book, it'll be like, okay, I'm going to sit, I'm going to create, I'm going to like focus. <laughs> yeah. And then the second half, it's like going downhill. Ah, and it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Now it's got its momentum. And now let's see where, where does it go? Oh, this is fun. Oh, here we go. That's, like it's interesting. It's like a different energy in the second half. I wonder if that's like a nonfiction book thing. Cause this is my first nonfiction oh. book and I have not felt that with fiction stuff before. I, yeah. I don't know. I haven't, I have not completed yeah. a fiction book in my life. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, and just to talk about myself again, and hopefully this will be interesting for other people. I am just realizing like that Aquarius rebel part of me, I think I need to talk to that part, like really have a sit down with it because I think it's related to my mom who was like, go, go, go. She was Capricorn sun, um, the Capricorn moon. Virgo rising. She was like the opposite of you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And, um, it was just like so much was attached to production. So I was thinking that too, that there might be a trigger there where it's like, that you don't want anything that reminds you of that. Yeah. That feeling of like, oh, if we're going to produce, if there's going to be a structure, it's going to be awful. It's Uh, like really like not enjoyable. Yeah. But I do (laughs) think I need more of it. Cause when I think even about having structure, it makes me go a little disassociate, a little airy. Oh, like, yeah. Over here. I don't need that. I, but, I, de- uh, I definitely think there could be like some trauma response it, like involved yeah. in this and it can go in all different directions, but I've definitely noticed that some of that, um, like recently just that, like noticing that desire sometimes for me to like, just push through and keep working is actually coming from more of a trauma space where it feels mm-hmm. anxious. It's like, and there, you know, I think that there um, is a part of me, a probably an inner child part that feels safe um, when I am working on something. Like yes. I feel when I have, when I have like this, when I'm engaged in that, I feel like, okay, this is a safe space. I'm like, can validate myself in this space. Right. Um, and it's taken, you know, the interesting thing is, is that space is pretty anxious, pretty like feeling like, oh no, I'm going to run out of time. I'm not going to be able to finish. And if I pause and sort of let the emotion um, that comes up run through me, like whether it's crying or feeling anger or whatever needs to come up. Mm. um, On the other side of that, I feel, I, I get to that place that I was hoping to get to where I feel calm while I'm working and I can pause and maybe even like write down a little plan is one of the things that would happen for me is I would feel so like an, an energy, like I wanted to go, go, go so much that I wouldn't do much planning because it mm. felt like it was not even really part of it. I was like, well, that's just like the preliminary. That's not like diving into the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I, when I like process some of that, um, anxiety some of that trauma then I felt like oh this is fun like writing out this little list and kind of figuring (laughs) out how it's going to work together and then I would go in and I felt really like 
Oh, like yeah. even doing a simple, like logistical thing, it was kind of pleasurable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like when you're in that rhythm with the yeah. universe, dancing yeah. with that harmony of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the idea of a plan does feel really fun to me. Like it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to write a list. But then when I have to like <laughs> do that list, I'm like, you don't have to do any of this. Stop uh, it. <laughs> right. Well, you, you know, do whatever I, you want. <laughs> I didn't like uh, ballroom dancing enough to stick with it, but I did take some ballroom dancing classes and I like the, the metaphor of how the leader, which is usually the male dancer, the leader will like decide the steps and indicate to the follower, like, okay, mm-hmm. now we're doing this, but then the follower has the freedom to embellish like so she's kind of like oh we're doing this okay now I'm gonna throw my hand up like this or toss my head like the the (laughs) follower makes the dance beautiful and the um, leader creates the structure of the dance and so I kind of like think of that creatively like when you have that container of like okay here's the space every day for you to sit down and do this then that that follower can be like oh okay here's how we're going to embroider this beautiful thing that we're creating you know that kind of a ballroom dance an inner ballroom dance yeah I love this I I do a lot of swing dancing so this is like I'm like I love that you know what I mean I know exactly what you mean and it's actually um the feeling that I get when I'm swing dancing is that like I have there's all this like momentum from the the what the leader is doing and the like kind of like tension between those two so you really feel like you're going on this amazing ride like you don't have to actually effort yourself away through it at all and then all of the little like creative touches like the extra steps or the you know the extra like spin or flourish with the hand it just like you're bringing like beauty to it yeah because you have that you have that freedom because you don't have to use your brain to decide on the structure to me yeah. that's what that that container is it this lets is both real. sides of you flourish yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna totally it's... think about that next time. <laughs> I love that yeah we should wrap up but um one more thing I just want it's interesting again for me personally because we're in Leo right now which is in my sixth house of all of these things like ritual the it's the Virgo house Mm -hmm. so I have been thinking about how does that work for me and one thing I wanted to say that applies to everybody is I'm noticing throughout this like the possibility for anxiety like there's something about it bringing up anxiety like for me I guess I'll just talk about me like when I think about like okay well now I'm gonna have the structure it's like Mm. I get a little panicked. And so um, just remembering to breathe into it, bring it closer, you know, like you were saying, Nicole, like having to process that anxiety, like through either crying or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. I think could be an important part of following your intuition all the way when you're creating something. Yeah. And I think IFS for you too, Natasha, because I think that there is that coupling of the structure with the being triggered by the. Yeah. I'm going to talk to my little Aquarius inner child. Yeah. What's (laughs) up over there? Yeah. Anyway, Nicole, this has been, I love this conversation. Me too. uh, So good. Thank you so much for coming on to talk to us. I'm so glad that I could share this and just talk to you both. Because we're all on our creative journeys and it's just it's it's really like there's so much more pleasure and enjoyment in this I think that you can get from like a creative experience like it can really feed you and 
Yeah. And yeah. feed the world. I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at NicolePierre.com. And my last name is P-I-A-R or Ghost Kitten, which is easier to remember, dot com. <laughs> um, yeah, and I have my my witch cats deck. It's 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 brewing right now. It's all mostly all of the paintings are complete and I'm about three quarters of the way into the writing. Um, and you know, there's been some cats that have snuck out of the deck and then some cats that want to like sneak in. <laughs> so there's that that point. Yeah. Like they're like, some cats are like, actually like, I'm not quite, I'm not quite, I'm, I'm in the zone, but not quite in the witch cats deck. I'm over here. And then some are like, what about me? What about me? <laughs> Oh, that is so, so like cats. It is. It is. Yeah, it's We're very, very independent. Exactly. <laughs> you just can't make them do things. No. Well, maybe no. that's the lesson here. I'm a cat and I can't. Right. Can't. Maybe yeah. because you've yeah. had cats, you've had yes. to kind of learn to work with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> I am. A- um, all right. Well, thanks again, Nicole. Thank you. We're sure that was great when we go into the future and are aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we, we've had Nicole on the show before. We probably yes. loved her just as much this time as we did the first time. Yeah. I We're guessing. <laughs> Maybe even more. <laughs> um, okay, well, now it's time for the energy report. That was higher than I enjoyed. Anyway... So the energy report is the energy trend I'm feeling into for the week ahead. And um, yeah, it's been very clear lately, just like I've been really feeling into the energy of the week. Uh, Like it's just the energy has been more clear lately, if that makes sense. Like anyway, that doesn't matter. So (laughs) what I'm feeling this week. (laughs) It matters. Well, I mean, I was going to go into a whole thing of what what I meant by that, but it's not important. I mean, I'm curious. Oh, you are? Our listeners are also. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say, I don't believe in future telling, but I do believe that you can, um, like, there's a certain sweet spot of time period, which I think you can, like, basically, in my opinion, the energy has lined up like there's enough um force going in the direction to be able to kind of feel into what's happening that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and I think sometimes people like a lot of people do and monthly energy reports um for me that's definitely possible but it feels a little more of a stretch just for me personally Mm-hmm. So anyway, so for this week, um, you know, there's been last week I was talking about that there's a lot of light coming in, you know, like a, and, and this is associated with being more of who you are, like this light coming with information about who you are. So for this week, it definitely feels like that's still happening, this awakening of who we are, this light coming in more that's really activating our energy fields like depending on where you are in the process of where whatever growth cycle you're in, it's like, uh, oh, hey, remember this? Oh, this is who you Here's some more information so that you know who you are more and releasing what isn't. But it's really a lot of, um, for instance, like if you have been, let's say you've been too into external validation in the past. This light is coming in with more courage and information about, 
but look who you are internally. See this? See how you feel into your power? Like this is a little glimpse of your power and then giving you the like um, the breadcrumbs to follow and also the momentum to follow that path more of that oh. internal. Yeah, that kind of thing. So my recommendation, I can't remember if this was the same thing as last week. It's very similar kind of thing. It is more of an integration this week too. But what I would say is really do a meditation where you're bathing in light. So just like close your eyes, bring in light. And then I actually, I think, pretty sure I have a future self meditation if you're on my mailing list. I and oh, You don't have to do mine, but like any kind of future self meditation where first you're feeling into your light of who you are. You can imagine almost like your aura like triples in size or even bigger and then bring it down to that. So you're feeling in the light. You can feel that you're bigger than you were before, full of light. And then bring in an image of your future self version of you that you're maybe like in let's say three years or five years that you really already have these qualities easily and effortlessly that you're already kind of working on right now and then connect with that see if there's information from that future self see what they want to say to you and when you really see it and get a sense then blend with it and let that light get just bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, I just heard this great, um, uh, my friend was telling me about this, uh, some, uh, like a, a kind of a future self meditation where then they gave you like a mantra or something so you would remember to anchor into it. And I really mm-hmm. like that. So if there's some message that your future self told you in that time, maybe write it down and so that you anchor into it and remember it and you're going into that energy. Yeah. Or like I actually in my in the inner child class that I have like the I have people have a mantra for their inner parent that's kind of similar that your inner child wants you to say to them so it just like anchors you back into the moment of love and in this case the future self of who you're really becoming to give you a little boost yeah and you can also I should say ground that when you're done into present time so say hello to your grounding cord in present time and release anything else and yeah so that you're really like grounding that future self into the present love it okay so now it's time for practical magic so um just so 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 similar Mm. like but i i was tuning in because there's the full moon is sunday morning aquarius Mm. full moon but the evening of saturday saturday night is like a really good time to experience the aquarius full moon because it's like at some point on sunday right after the full moon in the morning the moon moves in to uh something else what's after aquarius Pisces. Pisces, right. Moves into Pisces. So, and that's like powerful too. They'll still be the full moon energy. It will be in Pisces and that's, you, you, you can still work your magic then. Mm-hmm. But the expansiveness, the opening to new aspects of you is yeah. that Aquarius energy. Yeah. So I was thinking that I wrote about this in my 2021 year, most magical year yet planner. 
to dance your expansion Mm -hmm. under the full moon on Saturday night. So similar to what Natasha's talking about, like feeling the things you want to evolve into, to open up to, and putting on some music, creating a playlist. You could do this by yourself or you could do this with some magical friends, just dancing that expansion, which is a practice I love to do. I love to feel like tune into the celebration of these aspects of me that I want to expand Mm, into or like things I want to manifest like what if I were celebrating this as if it's already here manifested and the music and the movement really help that feeling that feeling of celebration and bringing it into the present yeah definitely like just what does that feel like dancing and then embodying it embody it has dancing has um it has grounding built into it because you're working with your body, but it's also like a channel. There's just a lot of real power and magic in dancing. And again, dancing with friends, if you have magical friends you feel safe doing this with, you could have a drink or two first if it makes you feel a little more relaxed. Oh, I thought and you then, meant pandemic safe, but also that. Oh, yeah. If you feel comfortable, you could dance outside or mm-hmm. depends on mm-hmm. you know how you feel. And then you could talk afterwards about what you experienced if you want to. You could call on the divine before and then dance. Um, But I also wanted to talk about this idea of being like holding on loosely. I think I've talked about this before, right? The 38 special song, Mm -hmm, Hold mm -hmm, On Loosely. mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't let it go. I wonder if we can play it. I wonder how much the rights are to the 38 special song. but Probably a lot. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why some podcasts get to play music. Anyway, they we can talk about this later. more money than we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's this song by 38 Special. If you haven't heard it, it's called Hold On Loosely. And I, th- I often like to remember this for manifesting. I feel like a, such an important aspect of our path as magical practitioners is meditating, because, partly because what you're doing is you're aligning with spirit. You're remembering your infinite nature. And when you do that, then you align with this feeling of like already having everything you need and also feeling interested and curious about this human experience of, you know, experiencing like wanting things and then having them and attracting them. But when you can like put enough space, like create enough space in your consciousness to be like, yeah, this will be fun to manifest this. And I also feel fine without it. Yeah. <laughs> like to yeah, be able to yeah. be in that space. It's a real powerful space because it's um, there's more space for you allow more space for stuff to flow in. It's a more receptive space. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because and also you're more receptive because you're letting go. So you're making yes. room for it. Exactly. It's a it's a kind of a paradox, you know, it's like, yeah. well, if you want it, but when you want something in a way where it's like, I have to have it or else I won't be happy. I need that external thing in order yeah. to feel okay. That it, like, it's a way of kind of clenching. It's not like opening your hand to receive. It's more like, oh, I need this. Yeah. So like thinking of that this week that I think that Aquarius full moon energy that expanding will help you to kind of align with that feeling of flow where you open up and you can want things and want to attract them, but from a space of already knowing that you have enough. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I heard a similar manifesting thing to yours where you talk about dropping an envelope in yeah. the mailbox and letting it go. And someone was saying, like, when you order something online, like, you're not like, oh, my God, I hope that worked. I hope. Yeah. Like, is it where is it? Where is it? Where is it? You know, it's just like, oh, I enter the thing in the computer and then you let go. You let uh-huh. go and you because it's like when you're holding on to that you are stopping the energy flow a little bit from allowing it in. Well, and like you even know this from what I've talked about also when you order something um, at a restaurant and you're starving. Oh, right, right, exactly. And you just keep like, okay, and then like invariably everyone else's food will come first. Yes, yeah. (laughs) When you can't let it go, like you just are, you're worried they forgot you. Like it's just, so the more you can just kind of relax and let go and just be present, then the easier it is to manifest that stuff. And also the more enjoyable because really you don't need external things in order to be okay. I mean, yeah. some degree of them you do but I just got this real hit that and it's this isn't so like you know uh profound but it's like it has to do with self-trust too not just trust in the universe but like trusting in yourself that you're gonna be okay yeah that you are okay already that you can you know create what you need and yeah yeah it's yeah like and that love. you're already enough you are in that because I think sometimes that tension comes from thinking like oh I'm not okay because I don't have what my friends from high school have or you know whatever it is yeah 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 I could tell a whole story about that but instead we should move on so yeah where can everybody find you well, they can find me at my website, which is TessWhitehurst.com, where I have a lot of free spells and rituals and guided meditations. And you can sign up for my newsletter on there. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And I forgot to mention that when you sign up for my mailing list at HighestLightHealing.com, you currently get a free masterclass on boundaries you know i have um this ad up for it on facebook and somebody respond i don't know why i'm giving this person time but somebody responded on it the word masterclass makes me cringe ew like why bother saying that but you know what it's it's a masterclass and it's free so um, I don't know why they felt they had to comment on that, but either way, you get it, and um, you also get three free meditations. So you can, yeah, go to highestlighthealing.com. You can also schedule a session with me there if you like, and um, I'm on Instagram as well. And you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. You can ask us a question there. You can... Um, Sign up for our mailing list, and you can find us at Magic Monday Podcast on Instagram, Magic Monday Pod on Facebook, and there's a Magic Monday Podcast listeners group. I have been not on Facebook very much lately. I've just been, I don't know, I haven't, I I don't have the energy for it. Oh, me neither. Well, I haven't looked at our group. I hope we're not just like not well, answering people on there. Yeah, it's just, I don't think there has been a lot of action on there. And part of me is like, oh, I think I haven't been really putting energy out there at all towards Facebook. Not that it's all on me, but I'm just saying. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I do check it just to make sure I'm not ignoring anything. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to pick from the Mystical Shaman Oracle card deck. You know, I wanted to pick from the Cat Tarot deck that you gave me a while ago, but I can't seem to find it. Oh, well, Mystical Shaman's good. Yeah, and I really felt the need for a cat deck, but i got to figure out where that is. Anyway, what are you – should I pick it now? Uh, yeah, if you want. I have drawn one also from my Cosmic Dancer Oracle. Okay, go ahead. Should I go? Yeah. Okay, I drew Fine Tune. Being in tune is being in absolute – being in absolute alignment with divine source energy. As an alive and dynamic being, fine-tuning is a lifelong process. Throughout your journey, you will be called to come into greater and greater levels of balance, mastery, and joy. Like a concert cellist is awake to the tiniest adjustments required to play the most harmonious sound, you must initiate the loving shifts that will allow you to come into greater resonance with the most authentic and melodious expression of you. With absolute love, take an honest look at yourself and your life to discover what may be out of alignment. Without judging or berating yourself, become acutely aware of how you are spending your time, fueling your body, inspiring your mind, and nourishing your spirit. Do your words, actions, habits, relationships, and activities fully support your highest hopes, your spiritual values, and your regular connection with God, Goddess, all that is? Have you been aligning with the purity and truth of your divine essence and source, which is ultimately the highest and most harmonious vibration of love? Or is it possible that you've been aligning with something else, such as fear, worldly ambition, or low self-worth? Remember that your life is perfectly unfolding and you have drawn this card as a loving nudge at precisely the right time. All that you have learned and mastered up to this point supports you in your journey of continued expansion and none of this expansion would be possible without mistakes or missteps, which are immensely valuable for your soul's evolution. Mm. So purifying, uplifting, vibration channeling the divine qualities of beauty harmony and love and shining those yeah that out into the a world lot like what we were saying yep this one is called the gatherer um i'll have to take a picture of it but anyway the invitation is to look at the resources you already have close at hand this is a time of abundance Everything around you is ripe and ready for harvest. Banish, <clears throat> excuse me, banish the notions of scarcity that have limited your choices and colored your destiny. Pack your food for the winter and start with the low-hanging fruit that is all around you. Yeah. Nice so notice message. the blessings you already have yes. and also fine-tune and align with spirit. Yes, I love it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. stretch.